Hey, I'm Spencer Powell and welcome to Remodeler Stories, where we highlight remodelers. Every remodeler has a unique story and journey and we can all learn from each other. Stay tuned for a mix of inspiration, tactical tips, unique strategies, and some laughter. The remodeling business is tough, but rewarding, and we're all in this together. Let's kick this thing off. Before we get into today's show, let's talk about our show sponsor, Remodeler Growth Community. Remodeler Growth Community is a peer-to-peer networking group exclusively for remodelers. For a low monthly fee, you get access to some of the best minds in the industry, life-changing business strategies, and the ability to connect and learn from people who've walked the path you walk. Go to remodelercommunity.com to enroll today. 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back, so there's absolutely no risk to you. Go to remodelercommunity.com to enroll today. Today, I sit down with Emily DeMarco of Bellwether Design Build. Emily is a pro remodeler, 40 under 40 winner, and she is the sales and marketing coordinator at Bellwether. Her expertise includes building professional relationships with clients and guiding them to make the best decisions for their home that will not only deliver on their needs, but also create a successful remodeling project. Experienced in the sales and marketing industry, where she specializes in lead generation, content marketing, social media, and sales reporting and analytics. At Bellwether, Emily is focused on the customer experience from branding on social media to first conversations together and final project delivery. Now for my conversation with Emily DeMarco. Hey, Emily, welcome to the show. Hey, Spencer. Thanks for having me. Really excited for today. Yeah, me too. Good to see you. And yeah, maybe just kick things off. Like, who are you? What company are you with? And where are you guys located? What are you guys up to these days? So I'm Emily, the Sales and Marketing Coordinator at Bellwether Design Build. We're located in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We work primarily in Center City, as well as the mainline suburbs, which is just outside kind of that Center City area. And we primarily work on large-scale historic remodels in, in the area. If you guys have been listening to the show for a little bit, you may have heard Will come on. And so we got some of the, the backstory from, from Bellwether. But today we're going to dive a little bit more into sales and marketing, those types of topics, but a few other things as well. But before we um, get too deep in the weeds, I guess, like, how did you get into this industry and what's been kind of your impression of it so far? <laughs> so I uh, graduated from American University with a marketing and management degree. After college, I went directly to an agency. That's kind of the the route for marketing. Go towards agencies and kind of dip your toes in the water and see what it has to offer. I liked it a lot. I was primarily focused on SEO and website building. I really enjoyed working with industries from car dealers all the way to healthcare professionals. So really, it was a wide range of things. My passion has always been in homes and DIY projects and renovations. So after spending two years in the agency life, I kind of switched my thought process and said, I want to work for a brand. I want to be able to experience kind of the efforts I'm putting in. I want to be able to see direct results and be kind of working primarily for them. So after those two years of agency life, I uh, applied for Bellwether, actually just cold calling them through a form on their website. If they were interested in a marketing coordinator position, I'd be happy to join the team. They didn't have anyone in that position before. So it was really exciting to have Will call me the next day and say, we'd love to interview you. So it was a really interesting experience joining Bellwether with no experience in the remodeling industry, but just having that passion. 
my parents, they would have me, I would be watching HGTV all the time. And my dad gave me our first project and I uh, was able to help a GC kind of renovate our garage from a garage to like a mud room play space. So that was my first take in the remodeling industry. Um, and I loved it. So I wanted to come back to it. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, it's a good, good lesson in just like going after something that you want, like just cold calling, reaching out, like deciding, Hey, this is something I want to do. And I'm just going to start taking some action. Cause I feel like you don't always see that these days yeah. with uh, what I would call like our younger generation. So um, that's, that's super okay. cool. And timing. Yeah, worked they out. Actually, I saw them in a magazine, like one best places to work in, in the Philadelphia magazine. And then they also won an award for a project. So after seeing those two kind of high profile cases of them in a print magazine, I was like, okay, they must be a pretty great place to work. So that's the reason I, I uh, reached out on their website. Right on. Yeah, that's cool. And I'm curious too, like after, after that, you guys did the interview, obviously you came on board, but like, what did structuring that position look like initially? Cause it sounds like they didn't have that role. So it was a new role and you're right. forming it. That's exactly right. A lot of the marketing tasks were dispersed amongst different team members in different departments. So the designers would handle the social media. Will would hand, handle writing blogs and on the website. Sorry, that's our owner. And then kind of all the other tasks were just dispersed among so many different people. So it was actually really difficult trying to pull all of those from the separate entities to one person because everyone took great pride in the work they were originally doing, but it also allowed them to focus on their primary roles as designers and owners and salespeople um, and give those tasks to a marketing professional. So at first there was a learning curve, having me being the first marketing person at Bellwether and it's been around for 20 years. It was kind of big shoes to fill when the owner, Will, was handling them before, but it was a really great experience just to see the brand evolve from solely just working on the website to really extending and overreaching our social media activities. And that's where we've been primarily working on in the past year. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like anytime you create a new role, like oftentimes some of those functions are getting done somehow, but there isn't necessarily like a structure or system where it's a little bit ad hoc. So yeah, I'm sure there was a lot of transition where you're systematizing and pulling that all in. And it sounds like the next transition was now sales and marketing. I think you said your role is is over both. So I'm curious what that's been like, like staying focused on marketing, but now integrating kind of a sales component. I've always felt like the two are, I mean, it's the revenue team, right? Like one does one thing, the other does another, but at the end of the day, like revenue is the goal. So I'm curious, like how you've approached that. And then maybe just like what your day-to-day looks like balancing the two. So as you heard uh, Will say, we have some movement in our sales and marketing department. Will is trying to slowly move his way out and we're kind of reshifting our focus. So I have moved from solely marketing to first just the lead intake coordinator. So when someone first calls, I'm that person they talk to. Just to one, understand our process for me to kind of dig into their pain, what their goals are for the project. And then I would move them on to a sales consultant to do that first site visit. Taking it a step further, now I'm slowly moving into a sales consultant role. So kind of really developing the marketing position to be very simplified and have tasks. And you're doing this on a weekly, daily, monthly basis to hopefully hand that off in the next few months to a new marketing hire. So it's really great at Bellwether. We're constantly growing 
and also trying to replace ourselves. So really establish fine lines in a certain department or position and then hire someone else to fill it. And then you move up. So it's it's been really great to kind of grow from solely marketing to sales and marketing. It's been fun and I love going to homeowners homes. So that's definitely one of the benefits just to kind of see the project from start to finish. Yeah, yeah. That's super cool. And it made me think of like, um, not everyone has that opportunity to maybe work across those different departments you know, in marketing, in sales. And then I would say even like product delivery, you know, design, that sort of thing. And I found in my personal experience, it gives you a really unique vantage point because maybe you you were in marketing, but then now that you're in sales, you start to see like, oh, actually we should be doing this in marketing or, right. oh, if we changed this in, in our sales process. Like it would make like the process more congruent all the way through and like align the expectations of the homeowner. I'm curious, have you noticed any of those moments as you've like shifted into sales either one way or the other? That's a great point. And you mentioned it earlier, sales and marketing are so closely tied together and the homeowner realizes it. So if we're going to someone's house and we're speaking in a different tone or brand messaging too directly to the client and what's on our website and on our social media doesn't match up, there's there's no alignment there. So it's been interesting when I talk to homeowners and I ask how they found us just so we know like, hey, where did you come? Did you Google us? Did you, is it a referral? Every single time, no matter what lead source they came from, they always say, oh, I've seen you on Instagram and Mm -hmm. I loved interacting with your stories and I love the information and tips you guys provide. So being able to hear and see, even though they didn't directly come from social media, they are looking at us, they are engaging with us and they appreciate kind of that branding that you're doing in the background. Yeah. Follow on to that. I'm curious, is that the role that you see social media playing is like, they're probably going to find you somewhere else, but then they really go there to like deepen the connection with you and learn more like a little behind the scenes or meet the team or, or do you see it differently? No, that's exactly right. Actually, we use our social media for, I would say, engagement, not to generate the leads Our I would say 60% of our leads come from repeat and referral and they're our best clients. They know our process. They know we do good work and kind of we work well with them because of the relationship we established with their friend, their family, their neighbor. So we really use social media as a a guidance tool for them just to one, see our work, see our process, see our progress, but also to see kind of if you were to work with us, this is how it would look like. And I'm yeah. going through all of our stages of design. Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, you probably don't have any hard data on this, but just more of like a gut feel um, or something like that. But like, because social media is not generating the lead, sometimes people have a hard time tying value to it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you you know it because you can feel it, right? Like you're right. doing the marketing, then you get on a call, a pre-call, you know, call, and then they say, "Oh yeah." I, was on your site, but I've been following you on social media. So you get that like anecdotal evidence and, you know, they're talking about it, but let's just imagine you just deleted all of your social today and and it went away. Like what kind of impact do you think that would have on both just your marketing, but also like the sales process? Right. I think being active and engaging on social creates a sense of trust with the homeowner. So them seeing our team members on social, them talking about other projects, 
it establishes a sense of brand trust because we're not just who we say we are on our website. We're reputable, we're engaging, we're emotional. So seeing that on a different platform rather than just a project spotlight on your blog, it's just a different way to connect with them. So I do think it lends to kind of who we are as Bellwether and what we're trying to do. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Feels like it. I mean, it adds. You said that like trust and credibility piece, but I think it also helps like qualify people in, and then it right. like smooths the sales process a little because they've already got some of that familiarity. You know, like the referrals and word of mouth. Like we're never gonna get there, but I think marketing helps you get closer to that. Is kind of what right. I'm you say through some of that trust building and like getting to know you behind the scenes. Hey guys, I know that if you listen to Builder Funnel Radio, you are hyper aware of the fact that the way people shop and buy, it's changed dramatically over the years. And for the last 10 years, really since I started doing all this, helping my uncle's remodeling division scale up from about 2 million to 10 million, We've been helping remodelers and builders and contractors all over the country really refine their marketing systems. And I recently decided to kind of bottle all of that up into my first book. And that book is called The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. And you can pick up a copy by going to the website, remodelermarketingblueprint.com. You can also search for it on Amazon or wherever books are sold online. But I highly recommend you go over to the website because we've got some cool book bonuses that go along with that if you pick up a few extra copies for your friends and colleagues or your teammates. So it would mean a lot to me if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or even just a few episodes, if you've ever gotten any value out of it, head over to remodelermarketingblueprint.com and snag your copy today. All right, let's get back to the show. Well, I guess I'm curious too, and then then I want to pivot, but like, going from marketing, like systematizing it and streamlining, and then you've kind of entered sales. Now you're doing the calls, but it sounds like you'll start going into some of these first meetings at the house. Like, How do you balance like shifting between marketing activity and sales activity? And then I'm curious, like, do you see yourself... It sounds like you're trying to maybe step out of marketing. So I'm curious how you see that transition once you get yeah. there. It's hard because... When I'm in marketing, I'm, I feel like I'm so down in the weeds. It's like, okay, what can we do today to really capture our audience? Then the phone rings and I'm like, okay, great. Let's talk about your project. And then we walk into a sales meeting and it's like, okay, this is the budget for the project. Now give it to the homeowner. It's like three totally different types of kind of interactions and personalities. But for me, I love, I'm like a taskmaster. So I love kind of being pulled in all different directions because it gives me a sense of like urgency to get everything done. So being able to prioritize, okay, phone rings, obviously I need to answer it. Um, but really, can X, Y, and Z wait till tomorrow? Or can I block out an hour of my day to focus on marketing stories for the rest of the week? So really trying to understand what's priority for today what needs to get done and what, what maybe can hold off for a little bit. But really having a busy day is what keeps me motivated. And it's like, all right, today was a good one. When I'm bored or the phone isn't ringing, I'm like, oh gosh, I want something to happen. So it's definitely my personality type, but kind of wearing all the different hats is what a, what you do when you work for a small business or when you work for kind of a business where your role is across different departments. And that's what's fun for me. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting dichotomy. I feel like between marketing where you're trying to like plan ahead and schedule things and then sales very like phone rings, like got to get it reactionary, you know? So it's like this weird. (laughs) So yeah, kudos to you for balancing that. I, I wouldn't do well with that. I have to like (laughs) my day by by a calendar. So (laughs) I'm curious, just making a shift here, the whole like like more globally, we've been trying to acknowledge that like this industry needs more people in general, but we've definitely seen a push like getting more women involved in the industry. And I would say like historically, it's been very male dominated for whatever reason, just but the evolution has kind of worked out that way. I'm curious what you've seen with just kind of like that movement or connecting with other women that are taking a variety of different roles within yeah. construction companies. What have you seen so far? I mean, here at Bellwether, we we have, I would say, four to five women out of an 18-person company. So that's a pretty good ratio for kind of the industry. One is a designer. I'm sales and marketing, our office admin. And then we have a project manager that um, is also a woman. So it's really great to see more women starting to flourish in the industry. I also was out in San Francisco, California. I won Program Modeler's 40 Under 40 Award. And just to see the amount of women that came out and traveled that not only one won the award, but two are just active in the industry was really great to see, uh, like you said, primarily a male-dominated industry. But to see women there and collaborating and communicating, it was awesome to establish those relationships from women all over the country. But also there, it was funny, from Philadelphia, there were at least six women there from different companies. So we're, we now have a Philly networking group and kind of just talking all things that are going on in our local market, in the industry. So it's been really great kind of establishing those connections. But there's also Pro Remodeler hosts a women in construction conference that you can go to. I think this year is in San Diego. So there's so many great opportunities for women to join the industry and really flourish in it with kind of the coming times. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's super cool. And yeah, I think we're planning on having a few people out to that one. Is that that's in October, I think, or yes, something. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it is cool, and it's so funny because I think maybe part of where it started becoming more male dominated is just like you're out there on the job site, like lifting heavy things, like yeah. all the stereotypical stuff, right? Like, but especially within design build, and and I'm just gonna stereotype as generalizations, but like I think women are generally stronger with like organization and design and some of those skills. Obviously there's plenty of guys that are good at those things and women that aren't as good, but if you're just going to like generalize, I know that's just been my experience from people. I meet people in my family, you know, like I'm super unorganized and all the women in my family are very organized and very detailed. And so, but design build has a lot of those components that really can make or break the whole experience. And so I think it's just like a healthy evolution to see like, how can we put everyone's strengths together and find right. people in the, in the right roles. So uh, yeah, I guess, are you seeing anything along some of those like generalities, like are women more often like drawn to or excelling in certain roles or is it just, it's, we're just getting more women involved and that's a good thing. I primarily I've seen uh, in sales and marketing, which is really great. So the, f- woman, almost the face of the company is that woman figure, but not really primarily in, I mean, like I said, we only have four or five in our company, but the group of women I met in Philadelphia, there was, they created a book called the house that she built. 
And it's a really interesting book and it just goes through all of the different trades and departments and everything that comes with a construction company and how women are involved. So it's a kid's book, but it's definitely kind of a great read to start that younger generation to open them up as women to join the construction industry. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. We need more of everybody right now. (laughs) We're short on people. That's for sure. Well, Emily, it sounds like you've talked a little bit about where you're transitioning to and, uh, you know, from marketing to sales, but I guess I'm curious what you see your vision for kind of your, your role, but also like the evolution of marketing and sales within Bellwether over the next, you know, two or three years. So our goal is to take on larger projects and less of them a year. So Mm. instead of doing 20, hundred thousand dollar projects, we're doing 10, $500,000 projects. So really Yes, we're trying to grow as a company, but maybe to do it as lean as possible. So hopefully in the next couple of years, I'm able to learn and grow behind Will and Joe to be able to have those complex conversations. Because if they're spending $500,000, they want to talk to someone that's that can kind of talk the talk and, and sell them on the project to spend a half million dollars on their home. So really, that's my goal over the next five years is to learn as much as I can from Will before he transitions really out of his role as sales manager and help the company grow to kind of be where we're going the direction we're striving to. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I'm curious, what advice do you think you would give somebody coming into, let's say an entry level marketing or sales role, either they're going to start doing phone intake or they're going to start like being that marketing coordinator, like Lots of remodeling companies don't have a marketer on staff. They have somebody that does a little bit of that, but it's not a dedicated role. Like, what would you say to somebody that's either coming in and trying to do what you've done, where you like are building the role and creating the role, or just coming in boots on the ground? In college, I played field hockey, and one of the sayings was be comfortable being uncomfortable. So, especially in a small business, take on as much as many tasks and roles and responsibilities as you can and just learn from them. So starting out in marketing and somehow getting all the way to sales definitely takes, again, a different personality, different tasking, different connections to the homeowner. But I would never have thought my marketing experience would have given me the the knowledge and drive to switch over to sales and be in homes um, and talking to very wealthy customers. But Will and Joe has have just pushed me into this direction. And it's been kind of just a really rewarding experience. And I've been here two years, but kind of being able to jump from one department to the next and to just establish my background has been, it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. To wrap us up, you know, thinking about the future of either the industry or or your company, any like final parting thoughts or words of wisdom or just anything you'd want to leave people with that are out there listening? Yeah, I would just say, I think our company, we really try to push the homeowner in the best direction or in the right direction that will lend them with the best results. So really try to pick a contractor that not only will give you a beautiful kitchen or a beautiful home, but that you trust. I feel like a lot of people in the industry that say they do good work and kind of burn burn through some homeowners. So really making sure you know who you're working with and establish a relationship with them because that's really something that we're trying to work on from our social media, from our lead intake call, really establishing that relationship with the homeowner early on 
just to establish trust with them. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's super powerful. And obviously with social media, a lot more transparent today. Good advice. Well, um, Emily, thanks so much for spending the time with me today. This was awesome. Thanks, Spencer. It was great joining. Thanks for tuning in to Remodeler Stories. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave us a review. Every month we pick a winner and send out a free copy of my book, The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. Just leave a review over on iTunes to enter to win. See you next time.